Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Casey Wilson here. We are off this week and we'll be resuming in the new year. Uh, so we'd like to play one of our favorite episodes. It is called The Shaw Shocker. Enjoy and happy holidays. Hi, Danielle. Hi, Casey. We're back from our Thanksgiving sabbatical, if you will. And we're better than ever because oof, we are here with some big reporting. Because you say back, Danielle, and that implies that we were off. No, we weren't off. We're never off. We never. are never off. Never off the beat. And here's why. You know, Ray Sani said that the, the genre has shifted to true crime, and it has. And And due to that... While you and I have always been intrepid reporters, and though others have called themselves, by trade, housewives historians, Bravo historians, mm-hmm. we coined that many years ago. And we have been that always, as you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but never so much as in the last couple months. Yeah. Well, when the crimes come to you and the sources come to you, what can you do but heed the call? That's right. And heed it we have. Uh, I'll give you one quick line of heating I did in in Hawaii, Danielle, in Maui. (laughs) This past week, I was merely walking by the bar to get a pina colada with a floater on top at 10.30 (laughs) a.m. That's an early pina. That's right. When um, two lovely gay gentlemen stopped me, both wearing white lotus shirts as we were at the hotel that the show was filmed at, and I knew immediately Mm -hmm. they were my people. Mm-hmm. bitch sesh listeners and they said simply you've got to come over and have a drink with us we have someone we need you to meet mm-hmm. of course i went immediately yeah you you did you you did you never question are is someone throwing me in a van you always just go <laughs> exactly they put a bag over my head and they took me <laughs> to an unknown location and i was okay with that danielle what i was to be told hold on to your hat there was a gal there gorgeous in a um Leopard bikini, gorgeous heart-shaped sunglasses, gorgeous Cartier bracelet, gorgeous woman. She told me the following. She said, my father is a lawyer, long, 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 long time friends of the Girardis, my parents. Wow. Vacations, Italy, 10 years running. Okay. Mm, This is a deep throat. This is a source. Yeah. We're getting to another source, but this is just a wet, wet W-H-E-T, everyone's appetites. Yes. She told me the following. She said, meet us in the hot tub. My dad's going to go off on Tom. (laughs) And I simply said, well, tell me now. What do you got? She said, and I quote, Tom Girardi, it don't have dementia. No way, shape, form, no how. He's 100% fully functioning. The divorce was completely orchestrated. They asked Erica to pave the way and to, to lay the pipe for the fact that he would be suffering from dementia. She's like, you saw the photos of him out to dinner with a lady friend. He does not have dementia at all. Those very, very close to him know that. This is going to be, you know, a scam set up for legal. And Erica's peddling it, but it ain't itchiru. Wow. And she knows this because she is an old family friend or her father. I mean, did you hear, was this the Jacuz news? So I never ended up going to the Jacuz because I felt I'd gotten what I had, what I needed, which is that Tom does not have dementia. And when I tell you, I looked into this gal's eyes, you know, behind the heart-shaped sunglasses, and I believed every (laughs) goddamn word. She was, I've never seen a human more emphatic. 
Okay. All to say, we're on the beat, Danielle, and and the beat finds us. <laughs> the beat comes to us, whether we are in Hawaii, whether we are in Glendale, as I am. It doesn't matter. The beat, when the beat comes to you, you have to answer its call. And also over the Thanksgiving break, the beat came to Matt McConkey. It sure did. When a source, uh, a, a, a Woodward or a Bernstein, if you will, uh-huh. reached out to Matt McConkey, and I really appreciate you not reaching out directly to me and letting Matt be our go-between. Can I say that we are we are um, Woodward and Bernstein, and this person is more of a deep throat? I, not to correct oh, you, no, but you're right, Danielle. Well, you know I don't like, know I just... the, the, all of it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, obviously, I'm Bernstein. Mm, didn't want to say, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, just wanted to put that out. But I'm Will Word. But <laughs> let me say this: you know, Danielle, you had gifted me for my birthday Katie Couric's yeah. book and so I was reading sure that did. I was reading that and, and the same has gone for her she had recitals to go to her for kids she couldn't go guess why had to fly off to another country and report from the ground and that's what we're gonna do here because someone not from another country but on our zoom might as well be another country Utah I know reached out to Matt McConkey and said I have a breaking story Casey can you tell us who this gentleman is? yes now we cannot use his name so we will be no. calling him a series of names one is Anon Yes. What What was the other one, Danielle? <laughs> I had, um, well, boots on the Uber, mm. if you will. I, and I will. This gentleman who is gorgeous, that I think I can say. Yes. I feel I feel really good saying that because I'm looking. It's, and I'm seeing, I'm seeing his arms and yeah. I'm like, wow. Wow, 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 wow. Yes. This gentleman was, hold on to your hats, brace yourselves, pull over. The Uber driver that picked up Jen Shaw called by one Heather. To apparently take Jen home, as we all know, because she was drunk and Heather, as a nice friend, put her into an Uber. Next thing we know, when Heather checks the status update on the Uber, Jen has has gone someplace else. Has left the building. We don't know. The the ride was canceled. We had no idea where she went. Well, now we do! Now we know! (laughs) Please welcome a gorgeous Anon who is so lovingly come to us to the right place. You are safe here. You're welcome here. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Now, we are disguising your voice, right? <laughs> yes. yes. Deep, deep throat. Yeah, we throat. put you through a robotic sound system. Yeah, so this is, we have a high-tech, high-tech services here. You're just like Dana Wilkie, you know, you're reporting. Um, but in this case, you do know something about this. <laughs> please tell us your story start to finish, and please don't spare a detail. Yes, of course. So you got your popcorn ready, because this is breaking journalism. Yep. Thank you. So get the call from Heather. I'm waiting outside. And, you know, it's just a normal, normal thing. And then I hear Heather Gay's voice. Now, may I ask, and I hate to ask, are you uber black? Are we uh, green? Love it. Uber green. Perfect. Uh, so waiting, waiting outside, I hear Heather Gay's voice through the car. And I'm like, oh, my God. And I start to fangirl a little bit. Take a little paparazzi photo. You know, that's exhibit A. Mm-hmm. I sent you that. <laughs> Dad, we have proof. <laughs> you verified your story. Yes. Jen walks out looking fabulous as she always does. And she's currently on a FaceTime with a producer. And she turns it, says hi to me. I introduce. I'm like, hello, I'll get her home. Like, you know, reassuring. And then she asks if her hat makes her look like Ronald McDonald. Mm. <laughs> and Honestly, she never is not entertaining. No. It's true. Oh, 100%. I was entertained, start to finish. And for context, this is the night episode where she goes to Jen's or to Heather's house and gives her the sex toys. 
So it's that outfit. Oh, it's okay. the arrest, Thank the you. arrest episode. Thank wow. 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 So, uh, and I realized quickly that like, she's full tornado drunk and yep. she would ask a question before I could answer one. Ask a question of herself or of, of did she end up kind of, of answering me. them all? Well, she's like, does this hat make me look like Ronald McDonald? But she's also on this FaceTime at the same time. Like it's, I just can't keep up. Yeah, sure. It's a whirl, a whirlwind. Yeah, whirlwind. And like, no shade. We've all been that drunk. We've all, you know, had to have a call, car call. And so she gets off the FaceTime and then says, okay, I need you to cancel this ride and take me to a par- party. Heather thinks she has me on lock. And I was like, okay. And so she gives me an address that's seven minutes from where we are. And I'm thinking it's like an event or something. I was like, okay, like what's going on? You just need to adjust. So now I hate to stop you here, but because it's Heather's account, it's not like Jen can do the old switcheroo and change. So you're just going off the books now. Like now you're just driving for free. Am I wrong? Right. So because I was thinking like to myself, I was like, okay, now I have this drunk person that doesn't want the person who called it to know where to go. (laughs) So I cancel thinking that we're just going to call from your app. Sure. Does she not have the app? And then she hands me her phone and says, help me. And she doesn't have the app. Oh, she doesn't have any apps. <laughs> I was like, I'm like, what's going on here? And so, but she's she's in, she's insisted on paying me, which is great. So she asked for my Venmo. I'm like, all right, sure. Okay. And then she scans it, sends me a hundred bucks. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. I, I mean, I I appreciate wow. it. that's blood money. That is blood money and on. Yes, but okay, I know. Yes. And I didn't ask for it, whatever. But you know, I appreciate it. Okay. So at this point, we're parked, and so at that point, I'm like, I tell her I'm a fan love the show that we watch at one of my best friend Doug's house every week. And she instantly is like, do you want to go live? And I was like, no, no, I don't want to go live. <laughs> Sorry. Are you still driving like, at this point? I, we're, I'm parked. Okay. We're okay. Parked. okay. And, and I look like hell I'm working and like, I don't want to go live from my car. I just, I was just kidding. Just take you where you need to go. Yeah. Like with love, <laughs> and, you know, you're not yeah. looking to be on yes, a reality yes. show. I yeah. mean, you sort of and are. I, and I, yeah. And I, I just couldn't keep up. And like, I think it's good to clarify we're kicking, we're laughing, we're having a good time up to this point. Love it. Tells me they're filming the second season at Heather's, you know. And but here's where it gets a little less than Shaw Amazing. Okay. Since, Thanks for that. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for using the right the right uh terminology. Adjective. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So now she knows I'm a fan. And she then asks, quote, Will you call coach and say you're an assistant? And that we had to stay late and that I can't come home yet. And I'm like, what? Like, it took a second for me to track what she's asking because, like, I'm, it's not my industry. Indu- assistant to what? And you don't like, oh, know assist- and you don't know this person. <laughs> and she has 1,700 assistants, first of all. Where the fuck is Stu? Yeah. I just met you 90 seconds ago. Like, 90 no, seconds and $100 cool. ago. I mean, that wasn't worth a call <laughs> yeah. or not? Was that hush money? What is this? Right. Like, Clearly you have not hushed because you're on our platform. No. <laughs> to quote, I'm disengaging from this question. Okay. <laughs> you can disengage from all, anything you want. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm not. I'm not okay with that. Okay. So I was like, okay. So I'm like, I start driving up Holiday Boulevard, keep chat- chatting, you know, like having a good time still. We pull up and it didn't seem like an event or party. Like it was a condo apartment complex with a gate. And so I make a joke that like she has to jump over the state with her fur and like we're like having a moment. And she asked me again if I could call coach. This time I gave a firm no. I was like, no. You I, have, like, bound- no, you have no. your boundaries. 
Yeah, I was just like, well, I'm already, this is already like not where I want it. Like this is going off a whole different path. <laughs> I was just supposed to drive you to Park City. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Now, this is how all of her assistants become assistants. They By are- the way, right. you're now working for her. <laughs> I was going to say, you yeah. are one of the assistants. And I do believe everyone right. is paid in cash. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. So she she called Coach in the car. And then she asked if I could come back, pick her up, and take her to Park City after. I was like, sure. She gets my number. Very generous. Even that I could- yeah. Yes. Yes. And even offered that I could sleep at her house if I get too tired after driving. What? Like, she's very sweet. She's very sweet. But I'm like, she I does just care you. too much. She said it herself. Yes, she, she's, yes, That's her I burden. That yes, I agree. She's very, very kind. And so very sweet. Had a blast with her, minus, you know, her asking me to lie to her husband. But... Like, and, and I was thinking, like, you're, so are you using your clout to, like, absolve yourself of what, like, like, you know, I don't know. What's, what is this? So she, she calls the person, uh, you know, gets out and, like, tries to get into the gate, gets out and goes. And this was all 13 minutes. Okay. Like, from when I got picked up to when she texted me at 12, 12. About as long as we've been so, talking. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So that's the, the full, the first part. So she calls me at one twenty five <laughs> and says, <laughs> you really have this Oh, I tracked every screenshot. <laughs> so I was like, she calls me at one twenty five and she's like, hi, it's me. <laughs> like, okay. oh, it's I know. Me. I know who you are. It's me. me. Yeah. <laughs> and so I go back to pick her up. She's exactly where I left her. Like exactly same right on the street, same, same spot. Uh, looks exactly the same. This time, maybe maybe a little more sober. And so she gets in, and she says she found the key to the Porsche. That was partly the reason why she had to get an Uber, because she lost the key to the Porsche. And her Porsche is at drunk. Heather's? Her Porsche is at Heather's. Okay. okay. And so, so as we're driving now, Lisa Barlow calls three times, and she keeps rejecting it. And so then I'm like, well, why? And then she's that started a tirade and she went off about the wolf pack event mm. and how, she, you know, foster children. Cause this is right on track. Yeah, right as rain. Yeah. So, and she was mad. She wasn't invited. And it sounds like they resolved that on the show. Sorry. So Lisa Barlow is calling multiple times at 1 a.m. It was. Yeah. So she calls me at 125. So by the time I got back to her, about that the 145 that's odd we were doing up at that time and power calling i thought maybe the event was the same night that happened maybe and maybe that's why she's mad like we're talking it down okay Mm -hmm. i think i don't know Mm. um but if you recall on the show lisa's saying what night was that she's asking heather what night was that and then she wanted to she's being so elusive and vague saying i was checking to see if she saw someone well you called her three times, like maybe, I don't know. I don't know. So, so the second ride is a little more chill and a little more, you know, calm down, but she's going off on Lisa and AARP and she keeps saying AARP, AARP. It's like, what the hell are you talking about? I had to stop her. I'm like, cause I'm not tracking what you're saying. Yeah. And she's like, Meredith, Meredith. Oh, she's like, old. Cause that's an older like, organization. Oh my yeah, God. It's for I was like, Oh my yeah. God. It was like the shade of it all. I was like, okay rude so yeah rude rude don't kill the messenger no, I love Meredith. Dude, no, no. <laughs> never never yeah right so it's the second rise more chill she asked for my venmo again sends me another 100 when she's getting out also didn't ask for it it's very nice very like, thank you okay, okay okay so right 
so we end with the niceties and whatnot and then she followed me in her car to the freeway and i was like kind of checking to make sure she was like good was like mm-hmm. if she was gonna you know but she seemed fine she drove just fine drove home so like at the end of the day she was all over the place but i was entertained i had a great time with her and then five days later she gets arrested oh, Jesus <laughs> now yeah. what was in that condo the keys to the porsche Wait, i don't know Right. Maybe the condo was like a hide-a-key, one big hide-a-key. One big <laughs> Now, did she climb the fence? Did that condo gate ever let well, her in? I should have stayed to wait to make sure she got through the gate. I was a little frazzled that, like, I, I drove away. I was like, wait, I should have checked. I picture, and, like, Chris, Kristen was... Wig and Bridesmaids yeah, when she's on top of the gate. Thinking. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Right. And so, like, at like end of the day, like, she, if you're going to, like, maybe sober up or you're going to, like, hang with some friends, why does why do you need me to call coach? Right, why can't you say it. That's what I'm so puzzled by. Hmm. And and I thought coach is never home. Apparently, coach is home tonight and wanting, mm-hmm. you know, to know where right. she's at. I mean, reasonable at two two a.m. Right. And then what after the episode airs, Jen's Insta story, <laughs> she denies it, saying, "quote I had one of my team members pick me up B because she says the B." Because I didn't want to drive the 45 minutes to Park City with the Uber driver. I mean, no, technically, you no, were no. a team member at this point. Yeah, I, no, I'm no, no. Now. How dare she? <laughs> no. And that's where I'm like, like, she knows it. I know it. Further trying to hide what's going on here. Like, to quote Whitney Rose, the gloves are off, Jen Shaw. We know. We know. Like, <laughs> now, did that money clear? Oh, I cashed it out. The set, like, right after. Like, and that's. That's when five days later, I was like, wait, oh, this is a this is a problem. Yeah. Someone's pension, you know, um, Anon. Now, one more question. When you were watching the episode and you found yourself not only a story point, <laughs> nay, a cliffhanger. Did you scream? I was screaming that I was a peripheral character. I was like, call me. I was like, call me. Like, someone call someone me. Someone call me. Like, I, right. Because I have the address of where she went because I screenshot it because I knew I'd have to come back to get her. But, like, address doesn't mean anything to me I would or like, anyone else. I would like, like you to go there. I mean, I would like you to go there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would like you to. This story I know we've just... asked a lot. I know we've asked a lot. You've done more than your duty as boots on the ground. But you are a reporter now. You are involved in the story. Whether you, you want to be or not. Yes. yes you can't I know. back down. And now, what possessed you to reach out to us? And I can only say thank you. Well, I just have screenshots longer than a CVS receipt. And <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and so I'm just like, this is a here, it's another puzzle piece to the puzzle that is Jen Shaw. That's right. I'm like, maybe she can answer this. Cause I think like like she could have just it could have just been a normal ride and it could have just been fine. But like clearly there's more to the story here. It feels very chaotic. It felt very chaotic. And Yes. And like I told all my friends. So my friends are screaming at me saying, what's going on? I'm like, I don't know. Like, this is clearly now a thing. It shouldn't have been a thing. You know, the universe, they say everyone you meet, the universe has given you an assignment, whether that's a parking attendant, you know, you and uh, us today. It felt like you were the perfect person to pick up Jen Shaw. It's so divine, a divine intervention. You know, (laughs) you're a hero and you're an American hero. And we salute you. And I hope you get the key to the city of Salt Lake. You deserve it. Because... <laughs> Absolutely. Or the key to Mary's church. <laughs> or the key to the Porsche. Oh. All of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that Porsche, Porsche is up on the auction block, much like Girardi Keese's old bottles of wine. But we just have to say thank you for reaching out. Thank you for your service that night and, and today. And 
We need more heroes like you. And look, while we may not know a lot more, I think we know everything. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because the Lisa of it all, Lisa's calling, there's something going on there. More will be revealed. Yeah, I, I would say it. You're, you, this answer begs more questions, sure. but we're getting deeper yes. into it, and I and I appreciate that. Like we we know where to go, but now. we have we to go further to in and lower to kind of come up. I think, and that's where we're at right now. Anon, thank you so much. <laughs> we will protect your identity till the end, <laughs> unless they come for us, and then we will sing oh, our yeah. song. We I'll sing. I'll song. sing like. <laughs> I'll sing as loud as I can like T'Challa. <laughs> Goodbye. You're an angel. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you for having me. Bye-bye. You guys, today we have a guest I'm so excited about. He has one of a New York Times bestseller multiple weeks on the charts. He's written the tome of All Housewives as of recent, the book Not All Diamonds and Rosé. It's an expose about the real world of the real housewives, giving us like all the tidbits we were dying to know. He's also a writer, a journalist. He works right now for People Magazine. Holy shit. The the Holy Grail, my only paper of record. I, you know, I mean, it's just one of my faves. Please welcome to the podcast, Mr. Dave Quinn. Hello. What an intro. Please. I mean, you deserved it all. <laughs> what a life you've led. Thank you so much. I have to say it is absolutely surreal to be here. It is a complete dream. I have it on record. I said when I started this process, I wanted three things. One, I wanted to be on the New York Times bestseller list. Check. Hello. Check. Two, I said I want to uh, be on Watch What Happens Live. I, I got to bartend. I'll take it. Check. <laughs> Yes. And and three, I'm not even lying. I said I want to be on Bitch Sesh. Wow. It is a complete dream come true. I have been listening since the beginning. We're, what, 240-something episodes so in? So many. <laughs> and I finally made it. It just feels like such a joy. Oh, uh, we're honored to have you here. I mean, it does feel like a, a melding of the minds. Like-minded people, geniuses, all of us. And you had access to all of these. And we're, we're going to get into the book in a minute. So yeah, I, sure. I just know that. We'll get into more. But, like... What was it like, you know, Casey and I are very nervous about meeting housewives, as we always say, we don't like to get too close to the sun, you know? Um, but is there anyone that you met and were like, oh my God, they're, this is a dream come true. Like this, is, and they're everything I needed and wanted them to be. It really, honestly, I, I'm not trying to sound like totally lame when I say it, but I'm such a huge fan of the housewives. And I have been a huge fan of the housewives since I watched that first episode of Orange County way back when. So for me, it's all like a pinch me moment. You know, these women are exactly who you imagine them to be off camera. And every time, even if they were yelling at me or acting crazy, calling me some of them all hours of the evening to complain about <laughs> things, which they do. No. Oh, yeah. I mean, can I hear one name of who called too much? We have a no tagging policy yes, on no this podcast. Tag. I'm telling you. I someone's done it two times to me in six years. Well, I mean, we all know uh, there was I think it was season 14 of The Real Housewives of Orange County. There's that scene or maybe 13 where um, where that moment where like uh, Kelly Dodd and Tamara Judge and Vicky Gumbleson are all yelling at Shannon saying, you call us. And when one of them isn't available, you call us at all hours of the night. <laughs> Okay. I was on we that. I was on that chain. I'll no! just say, <laughs> I got many a late night phone call from Shannon Bador, who I love, who I care about, 
but uh, I've gotten many a late night. But about call. what? Kind of saying like, oh, I wish I had rephrased that. What are others saying about me? I think it's very difficult. We oftentimes forget this from behind our keyboards. It's very difficult uh, to relive the worst moments of your life on television sometimes. And certain people uh, really spin out about it, really just get in their yeah. heads and can't let go. And they need a voice. Uh, you know, I think I have a good perspective kind of sitting back and watching all of them and also being in the media. So seeing that side of things to kind of remind something them you're that, not even involved. And in. she's just like, how did I look on the episode? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you're an authority figure. I mean, it's so funny. I was in the shower the other day and I genuinely had the thought like, am I going to end up on The Real Housewives <laughs> like in 20 years or 10 years, five years, one year? And then I thought, I, I a, don't think I'm a big enough star to, but B, I couldn't do it. And then I thought, you know, hats off to these women. Yes. I couldn't do it. I get devastated when someone like DMs me something like a girl corrected like the spelling of a... um instagram i did she's like you spelled fridays with an apostrophe i was like oh my god i don't have it no, in me so i do we do have to hats off to these women now and casey if you threw a glass of wine in my face i would apologize to you i would be like yeah. whatever i did wrong i'm so sorry i probably deserve this i would be terrible yep. reality TV. now one thing we do we should talk about before we get a little more into the housewives which is that you do work for people magazine and Mm. <laughs> one year ago you gifted Casey mm. a gift that seems mm. to keep giving to Casey at least <laughs> from the gods <laughs> which is that you nominated her most it wasn't nominated Sorry, Danielle I won, won. <laughs> people magazines most beautiful words matter Danielle words yes, matter most beautiful 40 year old women woman and where woman. woman and where are we on 41 can you give us a can we how do we get her on the list? You know, again? I was just on Ellen DeGeneres and she had a humongous beyond. I mean, I don't even know math, but it was humongous poster more than that, that unfurled on the side of Warner Brothers campaigning for me to be the most beautiful 41 year old. Where are <laughs> Listen, I am not saying that I'm responsible whatsoever for that distinction, but I will say that I'm gunning hard to make sure you hold on to that title. Uh, especially even seeing you right here, you're more beautiful than I even could imagine. So uh, I Dave. think you've got it personally <laughs> down in my book. Um, and, you know, you're. Yeah, but is your book people? <laughs> I mean, your book is I one mean, thing. Your book but... is one thing, but People Magazine is another. And so. Is your book a magazine I run through in three minutes on a plane? <laughs> oh, yes or no? I'll, I'll work hard to say. I'm Reminder I've been reading people since I And could I would read. also say, you know, as. A 32-year-old woman. I would love, <laughs> I don't think we need to laugh. Um, I would love to just throw my hat in a ring. Any age. Any Absolutely. age. You want to put me as most beautiful 60-year-old, most beautiful 80-year-old. I just want to put my hat in the ring. And I know oh, I don't absolutely. have a full face of makeup today and I'm wearing my glasses, but I would love to just send you some some a reel send you some pics like you know just i just want to put it out there i'll make sure they get to the right person you know who's been on this list multiple years in a row it's been miss ramona singer who looks ageless at 60 how dare, how dare you remind people how dare, <laughs> how dare you? you remind people that that's the company I'm yeah keeping, i don't okay? need because to know I that saw, i've seen meryl streep on there i've seen we're I've getting gabrielle models. union we're getting the hottest of the hot. yeah i've seen sharon stone i've seen models on there yeah Tandy Newton. Like, these are the women that we want to be in the same company of. You, you know sure what I mean? So like, <laughs> so they, don't, I guess what I should say, Dave, is thank no, you. Well, I say, let's, <laughs> Ramona Singer, let's not put me on the list. With no, no, I now, understand. Dave, you yourself, I was saying before, are very attractive as well. So I think that 
I haven't seen men on that list, but I feel like there's a spot for you unless, of course, that spot is 41. No, no. It's, I turned 40 okay. in April, so I will just be under you. I will be in the 40. Oh, wonderful. Wow. Wonderful, wow. Dave. Oh, we have so much to talk about. This is such a packed <sighs> episode really because the, the Bravo universe is exploding. I, I mean, not to mention there's things happening on the fringes that I, I, we, we don't even have time to get into My Beloved Sister Wives. We don't have time. The Shaw Shocker, oh, yeah. which we all watched on Hulu this week, you know, which is, you know, pl- places us right in the bosom, the large bosom of Miss Dana, $25,000 sunglasses, Wil- Wilkie. It's the longest bosom. It's long. So, and I am a, I have a lower bosom myself, but your eye has to travel for miles before you get to the bottom of them. It's just. It's a crevasse. <laughs> a wasteland. <laughs> now, why is Dana our authority? Why is she our touchstone? Do we know? I've accepted it at this point. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I think that she has built a career for herself. Uh, career off off uh, camera right now kind of investigating everyone i believe she herself yeah. has had some tussles with the law so yeah. perhaps her experience <laughs> tussle tussle perhaps her yeah. experience being was she charged with fraud but there was a her- charge there was a threat there was there an indictment I, there were things i don't know yeah i mean perhaps that makes her an expert right she she's lived it so she can talk about it in that sense. But. Yeah, yet she doesn't seem chock full of empathy. No, there's mm-hmm. not much empathy there. Um, but, you know, listen, uh, a lot of people are reacting in that same sort of way. It's interesting, don't you think, the way people are reacting to Jen versus the way they reacted to Erica, where Jen yes. has been, like, actually accused of a crime and Erica was never accused of no. a crime, but the court of public opinion have made Erica guilty and are somewhat sympathetic towards Jen. I think it's so interesting. Well, Erica, even Tom Girardi has yet to be indicted. Am I correct? I don't even know where we stand on the legal proceedings of it all, but he's been, I don't know. It's, it's, it's weird. Yes, you're right. Cause she's on the periphery and Jen is accused of basically being a mastermind, if you will. I, I, yeah. I you know, it felt, it's so interesting because when I tell you I have, I, I so feel it's absolutely disgusting that these like poor people, and I actually have a friend's mom that this has happened to. It's horrible. So please know I'm, I'm so horrified and empathetic, but I will say the way they made their first one, as you know, they made their name for themselves first off with the housewife and the hustler. It did turn quite a bit darker I felt and and I think it was you know there's something about this one that did feel a little lighter well I think in some people's mind they are taking advantage of people who don't know things you know what I mean like the elderly or the impaired people that don't know a lot about the internet or about fraud and that has happened again to to people I know very well um I think people have more empathy though for not the people that are like oh these people giving money thinking that they're getting something in return or they're investing whereas the others were just uh, you know lost people in a terrible terrible tragedy that was somebody else's fault and they deserve well, I mean I think of those people as such victims yes. I think it's more there's just something about the demeanor of Jen there's something about it feels quite breezy like when she asked if Kim Kardashian can represent her That's a shock yeah and I think also the difference is that when we watched that documentary about Jen Shaw, there weren't any victims of hers. Like there were other victims what we saw who had gone through the experience of fraud, but they weren't connected to her. So it's hard to kind of understand. It's like these faceless, you know, entities that are being screwed yeah. over by her, but we don't really know. 
I'll just say, I mean, the FBI, they've been investigating her for like years and years and years. She's going to jail for a long time. Yeah, I mean, they have a 99.9% conviction rate, basically. Like, this isn't something I think. And maybe that's also where our sympathies are like, I think the Erica of it all, again, the woman I met at the pool in Maui, whose father's a lawyer, said there's no way Erica will see jail time at all. But I think I think Jen's going to big time. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I think the same thing. She doesn't. She believes that she is innocent. She is actually now uh, petitioning the court to throw out her mm. entire case because of the Hulu documentary, saying that the Hulu documentary has now uh, made any Tampered. potential jury member. I don't think everybody has Hulu. <laughs> <laughs> and I, as a show, as a show creator, yeah, they should show, to watch. Hot yes, lives, as a show creator, one of Hulu's show creators, I'd love for everybody to have Hulu, and yeah. I'd love for you. Happy to endings see. is on there. I'd too, love for everybody streaming. to be watching it. Also, Champagne Ill. We have a lot of mm. shows, and I do a lot of business at Hulu. I'm just saying, I wish everyone was watching. But I don't think they are. So if I can't get enough audience for people to watch Hot Wives, they're not watching the 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 Shaw shocker. Yeah. I mean, this is also a woman who tried to get the case thrown out because of her cocktail. Her, I'm sorry, her contact lenses being too dry, and she couldn't read mm. her Miranda. Now I have experienced that. It's very very difficult, <laughs> and I know Jennifer Anderson, Anderson has dry has eye too. too. So it is a real cause. Yeah. Let's not let's not let's, let's not, not look down on diminish that. that. I'll tell you what, I did look online and I need to do a little more digging, but I've been giving to some different causes lately. I donated to the GoFundMe for the for the woman that was unfortunately ejected from her sunroof and for her funeral costs. And I'm also trying to buy a snuggle blanket. I did want to buy a snuggle blanket. Yeah. That did look I, nice. And now I haven't gotten to the bottom of it yet because I only did a very light Google search, but I would I, like to get my too. hands on one. I felt for her. She was me so too. sweet. Me too. She did seem. And I like that she can sew and stuff. I always have like and i really did respond to jen's aunt she was lovely i mean look mm. there's so many victims Stark. there are victims yeah. all over the place and not just the ones that had money taken from them but just the ones who've had an emotional turmoil on both sides of it this is <laughs> this, there are a lot of victims. and to see koa johnson Ooh. now do you the think stylist. that danielle staub was frustrated that she wasn't asked back of course, of course. Of course. Great question. <laughs> That's a great. I mean, you know, the way that the way that Shannon Bedore was power dialing you is the way that Danielle Staub was power dialing just ABC in general. ABC News, Hulu. Yeah. She was like, oh, you know, I did that amazing cold open, as we call it in the biz. The last one. Like, I, why is Dana the star of this one when I should be? And our dear yeah. Brian Moylan. Was yes. on uh, this one too. It was so that wonderful. Was I was, did not know he had done it, so I was very excited to see him. Me too. You know, now Brian aside, it was a Motlier crew of yes. correspondents. Um, but yet we also ticked up higher in the kind of like journalistic pool. I mean, to see Chris Conley <laughs> say, I, I, I screamed when he's like, Jen Shaw, obviously, you know, was Shaw amazing. <laughs> I, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. And then to see a guy. Now, this one guy, OK, he's an older guy, white hair. He writes for this Utah pa- yes, yes, paper. Yes, yes, yes. I have had a dealing with this man, Scott D. Pierce. <laughs> Scott D. Pierce took down Adam Pally at a um a panel we did, the first panel we ever did for Happy Endings. Adam was making all these yeah. jokes, like just being Adam, you know, 
he'd be like, no, what's different about this show? And Adam's like, what's different about six friends sitting around? Like, I, I it was just very innocuous. But Adam being Adam, mm-hmm. Scott D. Pierce was like, I will not be reviewing happy endings, but I will do a takedown of Adam. No. He's like, he's the most disrespectful, disgusting. He dragged the whole thing down. He, basically, it was like a, a tear down the likes of which. And so Adam keeps has trolled him online for several years. There's a lot that goes on between Adam and Scott D. Pierce. So to see him pop up in the Shaw Shocker. <laughs> now, what does the title mean, guys? Housewife and the Shaw Shocker. It don't, they're not words. Couldn't they have given us a Shocker? S-H-A-ker? Yes, that would have been a great. It is right there. It's, it was it's there right for there. the taking and the Shocker. And they, but they went when. Now, what wasn't there was when Dana said, it's all so Shaw confusing. Okay. <laughs> Dana, no. Leave the Dana. Shaw wording to to a Shaw. To the professional. <laughs> disappointing. But the Chris Connolly of it all, I'm so glad you brought that up, Casey, because he was, I, I, I could not believe that this man who I grew up with watching on NTV News was presenting himself as if he was, he was like, nobody does Jen Shaw better than Jen Shaw. I was like, like you, yeah, you he's know. never said eyes on Jen Shaw until the day he, like, I feel like, you know how like, in the olden days, stars had to give like six movies to uh, the Paramount Studios before they could do anything. You know what I mean? Like, so he's on contract. So it's like, you owe us three more stories this year, Chris. He's like, I guess the Shaw like, Shocker. Chris, now take your downers like Judy. It's just like, all right, I guess I'll do the Shaw Shocker. I don't know. Like, he seems so out of place. Kurt Loader would never. Never. Would never. Well, also Kurt Lo- Tabitha Soren. No, minute. thank you. Suchin Pak, ne- maybe, Suchin. my friend. She would do it for us. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was a wild ride. Oh, it was a ride, ride, ride. Shall we ride? Let's take a quick break, actually, Danielle. And then we'll come back with a very brief uh, uh, Salt Lake, the actual show, not the documentary on Hulu. We're back with Dave Quinn, author of the important important book, Not All Diamonds and Rosé. If you have not read it and you're a Housewives fan, oh it's, it's it's more than candy. It's it's I, I, I would have a thrill every time I opened it up and I would read it in chunks because you do kind of an oral history city by city. It is divine. And there's photos too. I love a photo array. Beautiful, beautiful, oh, gorgeous. But the way you have it laid out, Dave, and we're going to get into this, but the way you have each of them responding to the other, it's genius the way you layered it all together. It's a tapestry of nonsense. I hope you'll do more. I hope you, you know what I mean? You've shown yourself to be a beautiful writer and yes, I would yeah. love, I would love more from you personally that's not easy what no. you did it's not no. easy thank you for saying that no i really appreciate it It was difficult i did over 500 hours of interviews oh my god uh, for this and over in just about three and a half months so it was really intense lots of uh, long conversations the longest being with miss carol Razowell. we talked for 12 hours what david what are you saying <laughs> we talked for 12 hours straight was it about her vibrator well, collection necklaces no. Was it about the t- oral B toothbrush she's selling on Poshmark? Is it about no. the tapes of what remains she's selling on Poshmark? No, we just we we talked through her time on the show, and she, as a journalist, had a really good like zoomed out perspective on everything. So uh, she offered me a really good insight. One of the things she said to me that's kind of unlocked my viewership and changed the way I look at things. She said that the majority of the fights that you see on the show, the disagreements, the arguments, a lot of those have to do with the show in general. 
that the show in general is such a big beast here that oftentimes that's what they're really fighting about. It's not about, you know, did you show up to my party? It's about, you know, uh, are you not going, your absence from being at my party may make it so that my party doesn't make it on the show in the end and you're trying to screw me over. I mean, that was all super interesting to understand. Wow. That is interesting. You know, I wish Carol, I I wish maybe she had a 13th hour with you. (laughs) Because I I don't feel actually she zoomed out. I was going to say, because she came... She came off so terribly. Um, the worst person that came off so badly. And again, these people are falling on their own swords, Dave. Know that. When I say someone comes off poorly, I just mean their version of what happened is so delusional. Not at all that you portrayed them in a bad light. I know you probably gave them the, the best they could get. Uh, 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 Heather Thompson comes off like a monster. Well, she did on the show as well. She and Teddy, I think, are the most hated housewives in a visceral way where you're like, there's probably not that much I should be hating this much, but I can't help it and I can't stop. (laughs) Why did Heather, why is Heather so awful, Dave? (laughs) You can't answer that, Casey. Well, he's had to ask the questions. It's time he answers them. <laughs> See, I don't think that she is awful. But again, I don't think that any of them are. Uh, I, you, I appreciate. What a journalist. A, what a, No. I, and again, I'm not blowing smoke. I, I really am a fan first. And I just try to let them uh, tell their truths and be as honest. But as that's why you're an object. Is. You're an objective. Yes. And that's why you are who you are. And Casey and I are monsters because we're like, I hate you. Tell us more about you. But it's like when we when actors play a character, Danielle, mm-hmm. you know, you have to empathize with your character or else, you know, how can you portray them? And I see you did an amazing job with that, Dave. All jokes aside, you, it was it's amazing. I felt like you did the book version of what Andy does, which is it's fair and balanced, much like Fox News. And but it's it, but you also have a great sense of humor and you knew exactly what rebuttal would be kind of funny where and who would fall on a sword a couple lines later. But then, but then I, you were also very generous having other housewives corroborate things that maybe were misinterpretations we had about certain things. I thought you did an amazing job. Thank you so much. But anyone who faltered, faltered on their own sword, fell on their own. And again, I'm, I really look at it like, what's your role on the show? How can, you know, like somebody like Kenya, who the fans really hate, like, what is she actually contributing? I love her. I love her. And, you know, say what you will about Teddy Mellencamp. The entire time she was on the show, she drove the story and all of the conflict. So, like, without her, what would we have had? I understand that that's a crazy thing to say. People really hate her. But I tried to look at everything like, all right, well, what were you doing to help the overall beast? To help us. <laughs> us being the beast. Who was your favorite? Yes. Beauty and the Beast. Who was your favorite? Uh, I mean, I just. I Again, so Casey, he can't answer these. <laughs> no, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. Like, I, I have a very strong emotional connection just as a fan to Caroline Manzo. I grew up in a big Italian family. There's something about her that's really familiar. Yeah. Um, that comforting. Comforting. That was a very delicate interview. Her and Dina both. Uh, talking about each other, but not wanting to get into the real reasons why they weren't really talking anymore and trying to navigate the... Can I ask you a relation about their relationship? Because, you know, they're no longer talking, but there is some sordid shit there because Caroline Manzo's husband is brothers with the man that basically had a man break into their... Her ex who had a man break into their house to like hurt them. Like that's fucked up yeah uh, that was very difficult that all kind of 
happened after I had interviewed her. So I was lucky to not have to include any of that in that. But there's a lot, you know, allegedly that's happening behind the scenes that I'm interested to find how it all kind of washes out. Even like the reminder about Jacqueline and Teresa, that was like, it's such a great, it's like a blast from the past in a way that's so interesting. God, who was the line about Gina Kehoe? It comes really later in a different season. I think it's I think it's when it um in Beverly Hills when someone was like one of the producers because all the producers talk and you hear so much good stuff. And one of the producers walks into Camille Grammer's gargantuan mammoth house and is like, "Ooh, this isn't Gina Kehoe's house. Like, this is going to be a bit of a different show. <laughs> and the reminder, we really all needed the reminder that even when the producers went over and interviewed Camille Grammer about being on the show with Kelsey, the way they laid it out that she was like, I don't know if I really want to do this. And he was like, you you have to. It'll be wonderful for you. You'll love it. Just the calculated way in which he like set her sail into the ocean and walked away. I mean, that dude, you know, he has a tattoo of his name over or his wife's name, I think, over his private parts, right? No. Oh, yeah. Sorry, what? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Kelsey Grammer had his wife's name tattooed Katie. over his private parts area so that any other woman in the future if you would cheat would know uh whose property that but still he would sleep yeah with them. <laughs> Probably. like i don't think I don't she know. just needs to know that was like when ashley darby was talking about michael's joints and how he couldn't keep his wedding ring on because oh joint that disorder. was a dark moment for us. dark they're all just dark. watching her say that as if she believed it we were all just like okay ashley Okay. Now, Danielle, you have to head out. Dave and I are going to dive into many, many more things. But before you do, could we just quickly get your take on this last Salt Lake? Sure. I do want to say that Mary, of all the characters to really pop in this episode, I thought it was going to be about Jen Shaw and going to the lawyer, but it was really Mary that took took the lead. And that, I didn't see it going there. And so that was a mm. shock. And I'd also just like to say it real quick before I go, I didn't know how much I would love Nicki Minaj, but I loved it. I loved the Nicki Minaj in the Potomac. And I just wanted to put that out there. That was something I didn't think I needed. And yet I loved every minute of it. And so thank you, Nikki. Me too. She was seven. Yes. <laughs> All right. Thank you, guys. Sorry. And one line on OC, Danielle. One line on OC. Guys, I'm glad Heather's back. Bye. Bye. And disagree. <laughs> and then there were two. Here with Dave Quinn. There's so much to discuss. We're jumping around because we have to. It is uh, the, the Bravo Cinematic Universe has delivered like dominoes recently. And I mean, ultimate It's girls like happy trip. Hanukkah. Tis the season. <laughs> happy Kwanzaa. Things are happening. There's as much to talk about as there are Christmas trees in your house right now. <laughs> Getting my third one tonight. I can't wait. You know, in terms of Salt Lake, I'll just say I really liked Mary and her kind of sunglasses look with the sunglasses and the white tank and the Brooks Marks track suit top just just kind of dangled, draped jauntily while microwaving an egg. I'm obsessed with how miserable she is on this cast strip about how desperately (laughs) she wants to go back to her closet. She wants nothing to do with any of these people. She's not interested in any of the activities. I mean, that has been an experience that I have uh, witnessed in large groups when we go on vacations. There's always one who doesn't want anything, does not want to be there. So it feels kind of great to have the first, I think, in the history of all the trips we've ever had. A housewife who's just like, get me out of here. Why am I here even? 
Do you think Mary, and I don't say this meanly, I'm genuinely just trying to picture Mary with friends. Like, do you think she calls up a girlfriend and is like, come on over, let's talk? Like, to me, that trip, what you're just saying, kind of cemented for me, like, she's a loner. I don't think she knows how to be part of a group. Whereas like Kathy Hilton, who had said admittedly, like I've never been on girl strips, flourished Flourished. in that environment. Not Mary. No, I agree with you. I don't think Mary has a a large plethora of friends that she circles around. I think that she has, you know, the church and her family and does not want to be at all in this group. But uh, thank God they're making her. I mean, thank goodness. (laughs) Thank goodness. Now, not the bus. Are we ever going to get a chip clip going for those flaming hot Cheetos? <laughs> it's a great question. <laughs> just, just throw a clip on it because they don't seem to be going anywhere. It's, it makes <laughs> me very nervous because I'm worried at any point that the bus could stop short and that could fall down <laughs> yes. and they would fall on the floor and who would pick and them up? And we need them. Like I'll eat those with no chip clip for days to come, but I would just, there's so many snacks in there. I mean, except for the uh, the Triscuits uh, that got was it the Triscuits or uh, what were they that that Jen Shaw took with her right before she got arrested? She was handed. I, I, I want to say Triscuits. It was, she was like, I'm going to need these. <laughs> the greatest moment in the episode to me was when they laid out this what I think was actually you know how we always have caterers and people coming in with this and that. I thought the most luxe spread we've ever seen. I wanted to eat every single thing. But when they, it did seem they put the cheese platter just right on the marble, which I've never seen. Um, but when Heather was piling, you know, getting her kind of plate together from the buffet and she said, I build a foundation, then I add on from there. I mean, more relatable housewife there's never been. I am always paying never attention been. to the food like I think everybody. Um, and I'm still holding major resentments. I should likely work this out uh, with a therapist. Major resentments for Beverly Hills, that whole argument with the ugly leather pants. I don't know if you go back to that scene in your brain. They never touched any of that food. It just sat there, a beautiful, I mean, just ignored. It's like when Melissa Gorga threw the cheese platter. I've never been more upset about that poor cheese platter sitting on the floor. Right. Right. It's like Harry slaves over all of that. And then what? Nothing. Nothing. Absolutely. Um. The diabetic s'mores, I couldn't wrap my head around that. That's a pass for me. Uh, I didn't know what she was trying to say. Was she trying to say, like, less sugar? I struggle sometimes to understand what's happening when she speaks. Yeah. (laughs) In general, but, like, in a a way that I'm like, okay, well, we'll just keep going. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. You're right. I wish there was a rule that maybe the producers could think about enacting. And I don't mean to be shallow, but I do wish testimonial looks were forbidden to see on the show proper. I don't like seeing, and it happens a lot, never more than in Sister Wife. <laughs> but, you know, you'll see this great look, testimonial, and then you'll see it kind of dumbed down on the actual show. And I just would like my eyes to fall upon fresh looks. And that's, maybe that's just me. No, I feel the exact same way. I know it's way. shallow. No, it's, but I mean, hello, what are we doing here? <laughs> what are we doing here? Favorite? favorite testimonial look I've almost ever seen was Jenny in the red strap, kind of like the little spaghetti straps with like the kind of bustier top. Yes. I just thought it looked so amazing on her. Jenny. Thought. Uh, she looks great. I completely agree with you on that. <laughs> she looked great. I, I, I think we're, we're headed somewhere. We are really headed into dark waters with the church with Cameron, all of it. Yeah, so I'll tell you what I've heard from my sources, uh, Casey, is that like... Please, why are you letting me talk about testimonial looks? (laughs) Well, what I've heard from my production sources is that like 
although we want so much more from the Jen storyline, that that likely is kind of petering off, that we're not going to get much more about Jen because that's all still, you know, TBD in the courts, that really the right. second half of the season is all focused on Mary and the church and these allegations against uh, her, which I am very interested to see how that all plays out. Me too, because we definitely got a little chicken left on that. Bone. <laughs> There's a lot of in chicken left. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I'm. It's genuinely a bit scary. Like they, it. There's something about it that feels very kind of unsafe when they start talking about it and deeper. I don't. I don't know. It's. It's. Wow. Because you know what? When Jen showed up at the lawyer, I wrote down like I actually don't need to see Jen anymore. Yeah. Well, I don't think you're going to. It's more fun, sort of like seeing the gals piece it together. But then I also was like, I'm having a laugh with her on the screen. Like, she's plucky. I'll tell you that. That's a great word to describe her. Plucky for sure. But she's like, well, here I am. I'm more nervous about this. This church conversation is going to be interesting. I'm because I'm there's there's racial portions to it as well. Right. It's been brought to my attention that many people talk about black mega churches as cults oftentimes, but they don't use that Mm. verbiage when they're talking about like. Joel Olstein or other sort of white mega churches. So yes, interesting. I'm paying attention a little bit to the verbiage that's going to be used there and wonder the implications there. We that's a very important point. We do know that Mary has called multiple of her cast members racist on social media. So I'm interested to see where that all comes from. But I do feel like Mary is somebody who's never going to really give us a clear explanation simply because I don't think we would get a clear explanation over, you know, anything from her i just don't think that she really often provides clarity in her commentary no i think you're totally right she doesn't it's going to be very very interesting i mean i'm still trying to find out why she has outdoor furniture in her son's bedroom i mean that for me the fact that we've just that's moved the mystery that. we should be following going for you. that's the true crime <laughs> right right <laughs> all of it there's a lot of mysteries here it made me laugh so hard when she told heather when she was like don't i don't want to find you in my bed later <laughs> <laughs> heather was like heather rolls with things so well like any other woman would have like taken that into some weird and heather was like i hope i don't <laughs> like just dreamy rolling with things she's so dreamy keeps moving keeps it moving <laughs> keeps it moving well, okay, more to be revealed there. I think uh, let's take a little break, Dave, if you don't mind. We need to come back. We have so much more to discuss. We have I know this is kind of a double decker episode, but we've we've got Potomac Perfor, we've got Orange County, and then we've got a little more on your book. So I hope you'll stay with us. I'm acting like this is a real live television show. <laughs> okay, let's take a break. We're back, Dave. Dave Quinn author of it's not all diamonds and rosé because it's not is it it is not all diamonds and rosé how did you come up with that title oh well we tried a bunch out we thought it through other titles that we thought would be good we wanted it to be something that of course you know recognize the housewives universe so i suggested mention it all thought that would be a good mm. title uh but now we said it was another a lot of these have... i like that that's a great alt yep. yeah we had so i wanted to call it who said that yep <laughs> But uh, but this, I think, did a great job of kind of encompassing the fact that what this book is aiming to do is really show that it's much harder to be a housewife than we often think it is. And of course, you know, Lisa Vanderpump, I'm sure, is thrilled that we use the tagline uh, that was written for her by one of the producers. So I'm sure she's super happy about the, uh, you know, the the fact that it's kind of in tribute to her in some capacity. (sighs) 
I'm sure she's very, very happy with that. Uh, God, the, the Beverly Hills chap section is so, so good. Um, uh, it's, it's all so good. Um, uh, who would you say was, who did you not get to participate? In? Well, there, you know, I said very often to, to people when I would reach out to them and ask them if they wanted to participate, I would say, whether you speak to me or not, you're going to be in the book. So everyone is in the and book. <laughs> Bravo's also making you. <laughs> no, I mean, actually, Bravo did not make anybody participate in the book. And in I'm fact, kidding. they did not. I know, but I just, I mean, to be clear, like yeah, there was yeah, none yeah. of it. Um, it was all kind of on my own in that sense. And uh, I, I was disappointed that some people chose not to speak, but the ones who didn't, I think are very, um, like, I know exactly what Bethany thinks about everything. So I don't necessarily miss her perspective on this because She's always been so clear at presenting yeah. herself. Because you got 99.9%. There was a lot. Yeah. I will say the biggest miss for me, the one I was most disappointed by, people think like, oh, you know, it's the Ninis and the Bethany's. But for me, it was Alex McCord. I wanted to take, speak to Alex McCord again. Sure. Like she's now living in Australia. She's become a, I think she has a degree in psychology. Like, I mean, which makes her even more, in my perspective, uh, you know, uh, really <laughs> able to talk about the housewives with clarity. I wanted to hear what her thoughts were, but she is not interested. She's not interested. I know. So I missed, I missed Alex McCord. I wanted to know where those red pants are. Where do you think those red pants are? Does she leave In them? the Smithsonian. That's where they should be. <laughs> Most likely. Uh, can we talk about Potomac parts? Actually, three and four will double up here because we were off last week. But wow, wow, wow. We, you know, you could feel the exhaustion from the gals. It seemed like they were there for 97 hours. Even Andy was fatigued. But we got a real shot of adrenaline in the 11th hour with Ms. Nicki Minaj. Yeah. I mean, I think we have to go right to Nicki. Yeah, I have to say, I met up with the housewives after they finished filming the reunion. So... What? We were supposed to go to dinner. Why and how? <laughs> Cause they, cause You're so lucky. I know. It was exciting. So uh, they asked me if I wanted to grab dinner. And, uh, you know, originally it was like, we'll probably be done by 10. And then. The, Who invited you, Giselle? Uh, Candace and Ashley and uh, Wendy is who I was out with. And the husbands, of course. Really? That's so nice. And it was super fun. But, you know, they. Wait, were Ashley and Candace out together? Yes. Like having a nice time? Yeah, they were. And Wendy. Everyone was like. You know, I think they, this cast more than any, I've spoken to every Housewife cast, this cast more than any really understands the role that each one plays and respects that. You will never hear Karen or Giselle behind the scenes say, I refuse to film with her. Whereas that is sort of the norm that you hear in other casts. I mean, it's certainly what's happening. And what those casts don't realize is that like weakens the franchise because we want that the same way I thought they were so smart for Giselle and Karen and I don't care if it was calculated to kind of say hey let's come around and be friends that's where that's where we live best in that space right. and it was just so fun and charming to see them hanging out again yeah and, and it's it they understand Giselle and Karen that the show is stronger with the other one there yeah so I mean they handle it I have to say I, I love I, that I said this over and over again but Giselle is the best housewife there's ever been when it comes to being able to manage the show in and of itself. She is not somebody mm. who sits at home or on social media, like obsessing over what people are saying about her. She will do whatever it takes on the show to make good TV. And then she just kind of yeah. walks away and lives her life. And I 
respect her so much for it. Me too. I mean, she was taking her goddamn knocks at this reunion. Nicki Minaj, who comes out with a bang. I mean, she was killing me. I mean, she was really tough on them, you know, and I think she started off and kind of said, I love you guys and gave everyone a very genuine compliment. But then she really like she went for them. I mean, when she said to Giselle and I, here I quote, you're strikingly beautiful and you know it correct? Giselle says, yes. Nikki says, but do you think your beauty is fading? I I, 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 I mean, I was on an airplane and I, I slapped my husband. He's like, what? I was like, I'm just so, I mean, we were on a runaway train yeah, It was that I was holding on for dear life to, as they all were. I mean, Karen kept putting that pink sash in front of her face was so good. Like there was an element of danger, <laughs> you know, just like tension was crackling. Didn't you feel? Oh, a hundred percent. And that's what they told me when I met with them afterwards. First of all, none of them expected that she was going to be there. That reaction was as real as could be. They were all completely yeah. shocked. And Andy teed it up at the beginning by saying we tried to get her and she couldn't make it. So they, I think they put it out of their heads and never thought she was showing up. But when I saw them, of course, my number one question was, who did she go in on? And they were like, all of us. Like they, she, no stone was left unturned. I mean, when she turned to Ashley and she was like, you have no storyline this year. You just came on to do, I was like, oh my goodness. Like, and then she was like, and Ashley's like, well, where should I have been? And she's like, you should have stayed home. You just had a baby. I was like, oh boy. And I appreciate it. She said Cand- to Wendy, and I. Oh, go ahead. No, I was appreciated that Candace was like, "Well, but she has to work. Like, this is a job." Hundred, and then she kept saying, "Whoa, Candy! Hey, Candy! Whoa!" <laughs> she kept calling Candace. Candy killed me. Then she asked Wendy, and I quote here: "Did you get your butt done to keep up with all those booty models?" That's a great question. Mm. And then she asked Karen, "Do you grab Ray's ass when he's on top of you?" These are questions Andy, you know, <laughs> has his limits. I mean, you can only ask so much. Oh, wow. And then when she put Can- Candace on the spot to sing, I understand why Chris was upset. Yeah. I mean, the way she forced her to give these numbers that like weren't that impressive. But at the same time, I mean, for me, that would be very impressive, you know, and then made her sing. I can see I've, I've had my back against the wall like that with performing a couple of times where people are forcing you to do it. But you don't feel comfortable. It's a terrible feeling. And you're like, I know they want me to fail. It kind of felt like that. I don't know. I just, I actually was like, wow, I'm impressed she did that. Well, I felt like Casey, she was damned if she did, damned if she didn't. Because if yes. she, she would have responded to that and been like, okay, and would have sang, you know that everyone at home would have been like, that Candace, she's so full of herself. All she does is sing. She never shuts up. Yeah. Because last season they were like, if I hear her saying happy birthday one more time, I can't stand her. So it's like, what are you going to do at a certain point? And she was on the verge of tears, too. I could tell she was like holding in a million thoughts. And then Robin just when Robin yells, just take it to the bridge. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Nikki, I felt Nikki was off in a couple places. Like when she was like, Juan and Robin, you two have never had more sexual chemistry this year. I'm like, Juan basically said, Robin, I think you're like a lazy piece of shit. And like, I'm not attracted to you, in fact, because you never get out of bed and put our kids on Zoom school. Yeah, nothing hotter than that in her eyes for some Mm -hmm. reason. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that was a little off for me as well. Although I do think that Robin is beautiful and gorgeous. And of course, oh, absolutely. No question. She's so beautiful. But one of the most interesting things, and we talk about this in the book, as you know, is that Robin talks a lot about the idea that like Juan did never really wanted to be on the show and his reluctance to be on the show made it look like he was not interested in her 
but he was actually like the one who really wanted to get back together and she wasn't interested in getting back together. So I do think that there's a little bit like that freak out moment, that anger that he had where he's like, stop bringing this up. You can see Juan just being like, I don't want to talk to you anymore about this shit on television. Just stop it. Yep. Because it it has made them look bad in ways that I think they're actually great people. There's something that the sometimes I think when people are actually really normal and great, empathetic, nice people, sometimes the show can corrupt that a little and make them look a little less than. Whereas when people are absolutely crazy, you're kind of like, well, I know they're crazy. So whatever. Yeah, we call that the, um, the it, Eileen Davidson effect. You know, you're just ooh. a nice, normal, lovely human being. And people are like, what's with her? She should remodel her house. It's like she's just she's a nice person. But she should. <laughs> she- um, I, I really loved, I mean, when Nikki said to the women who have older husbands, if you had a hundred million dollars when you met them in the bank, would you still be with them? <laughs> that was a great I mean, question. Ashley straight up said no. <laughs> but then Ashley was like, no, I'm, I've never felt something so forced. And she was like, no, I, I'm, I, I'm, oh, he's got such a witty sense of humor. And she said, I, I'm so attracted to him. And Nikki said, what exactly are you attracted to? <laughs> These are things we haven't seen Andy say. Um, no, he could never get away with it. It makes me want more people. I mean, I'm ready for you to host a reunion whenever. God bless. I mean, I would be so, so lucky. Um, <laughs> so lucky. I don't know. That might be flying too close to the sun for me. And nor have I been asked. But I, I mean, it was at first I was kind of like, oh, what's this going to be to see someone kind of enter our world? But I think that's the fun thing about Housewives is like tropes can just immediately be adapted if they work. And I thought it really worked. I also loved hearing Nikki when she would be off camera going, whoop, 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 <laughs> like when people said stuff. <laughs> and now she said on social media that there was a lot more that they cut out, which I think it was also hilarious to watch Nikki Minaj fall into the trap of being a housewife in a way of being like, no, they edited that weird. They cut all that stuff out. It's like, oh, my God, you're in it. You are 100% a housewife. You can't help Yes, it. she basically was saying, like, listen, I actually asked way worse questions than that. And I was kind of like, huh, I, I, I don't know where we could have gone. <laughs> um, do you love Mia? And was Mia out with you that night? Uh, she was not out with us. Um, I don't know how I feel about Mia still. I'm a little, I, I think she's gorgeous. Um, I, I think her relationship with uh with her husband is interesting and and worth exploring but the social media behavior and then blaming it on a non-existent social media manager is just a little sad to me and i mean see i love it but yes okay yeah i try to remind the housewives all the time when i get my hands on them early on uh that this is a marathon not a sprint and that you have Mm. to be able to pace yourself season by season so i mean she said, I think on Twitter, like, I will never film with Candace Diller Bassett again. And it's like, who are you? Come on. Like, this yeah. is. She probably filmed with her that day. <laughs> exactly. It's like, it's it too did early. It me really laugh when Andy said, when Wendy pulled out, like, the phone records. And she was like, Giselle, we were on the phone for one minute. And Andy said, okay, we went from the binder to loose leaf. We've fallen. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Now, a lot of people are very upset with Wendy for picking up Nikki's cards and reading them. Yeah. Uh, what do you think? It was about bold. That? It was pretty bold. <laughs> commentator to commentator. Yeah. Felt very bold. You know, I, I'm not a Wendy person. I know you are. Um, and I don't know how we reach across the aisle to each other, but yeah. I, I guess it, yeah. it was a choice. That's all I, I can really say. I get it. I in general. I appreciated that she did it because I would have wanted to also see the cards. And 
It's not like she was hiding. She was she she did it. In- no, she was not hiding, which I did appreciate. And I and I liked when uh, I thought it was sweet when Ashley apologized to Wendy. And I also thought truly I, I thought Ashley has never looked more beautiful. I was transfixed. I think she's one of the most beautiful women on earth. She's just something about her. I I I I'm attracted to her. I love her. She's great. I mean, I think that she's an incredible housewife. There's a reason yes. Potomac has four OGs still in that cast six seasons in, and I believe seven seasons. I think next season they'll all be back again because I think that wow. all four of those women, uh, Ashley, Giselle, um, Robin, and Karen are just incredible housewives. I know how to do the damn thing. They do. I, I, again, I could see Wendy, I, not because I don't, I just think we probably run our course with her because she's almost so normal and accomplished in a way. It's like, granted, she she gave us a curveball this season, but I'm like, but where do we go from here with her? I'm not quite sure. Happy and Ness, I think, will be back in some capacity. But okay, great, 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 great. Um, okay, well, I loved it. I thought they had a fucking fantastic season. It was so joyful to watch, and also like very heartwarming. I, I, I couldn't have loved this this season more. Now, Casey, let me just ask you: Now that Nicki Minaj has done this, do you think the door will be open for like Rihanna to come by in Beverly Hills, or you know? Jennifer for the Lawrence reunions. for the reunions yeah I would hope so I can only hope I, I mean it was it was so fun and I thought what Nikki did so expertly is I could see maybe like a Jennifer Lawrence coming on and kind of kissing ass too much like Nikki was like oh if I'm here I will use this platform as such and I'll be the counterpoint to Andy like he said I have to kind of maintain something with these women and Nikki was like I'm gonna ask the questions that that we're all honestly she was asking questions i never even thought i could think to ask she went hard she went hard and i like she went hard and i liked and i asked this this was a burning question for me if you saw on social media all of the housewives of potomac had individual videos with her did you see this afterwards they had like individual reels i was so curious how that happened did somebody ask? And then there was like a lineup. Yeah. Did she announced to everyone. And allegedly she said to everyone, let's do individual. So it was her idea to do these sorts of videos. I love that. I think she probably felt like she said at the end, which was really great. She's like, you've all been so gracious. I think she knew she had kind of, I mean, she took them out. One by one. She was a sniper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They were like, I don't know that. Whatever. She wasn't a sniper from the side. She was a sniper from the center. <laughs> exactly 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 Uh, all right shall we take a break and come back with orange county yes get the champs ready we're back you know danielle and i took orange county off last season it just felt a bit too toxic given the state of the world i honestly just couldn't watch it um it was really turning my stomach. We're back on board this season. We're going to watch. What are your thoughts, Dave? Well, I mean, the the return of Heather Dubrow, much was made of it. I think it delivered. You know, the show has had a last season was tough. I don't think you missed anything taking it off. It's probably better for you that you didn't see it. But this season felt like there was a new energy to it. Just having Heather there, Noella, Shannon, of course, I think is kind of uh, entered into the villain stage in a really fun way. <laughs> the winter of her, <laughs> and not life of her, like seasons on the show. Yeah, and I mean, it was just kind of fun to see the opulence. Listen, we were robbed when mm. Heather left the show without having to show us that goddamn house. Now, I watched 
You're absolutely right. I don't want to watch those little closet YouTube videos, but I did. Watch I mean, them. I watched them. Yeah, I watched the 15 part house tour on YouTube, but like it was not the same. So to be in that mm. house was really fun. And I mean, thinking, seeing it also through the eyes of Gina Kirschenheider and her casita was just so. Wow, you really came up with that last name. I could have never. <laughs> I, it's, you know what, once you figure out how to say it, you can't not keep saying it. rolls it. off the tongue. <laughs> I don't want to lose it. You know what I mean? I don't want to forget how to yeah, say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Gina was just there like, oh, my God, I've never seen something so big like this. This is pretty cool, man. Like, she was just having the best time. <sighs> I, something about the walkthrough of the house made me feel really sad, like, with the Gina of it all and Heather, of Heather just being so tone deaf. To me, it's like. I'm not trying to believe me. Do I? I. No one loves the wish fulfillment. No one loves the opulence. I want to see these women throwing their money. Like, I, I, I want all that. Believe me. Just something about the way Heather was like, oh, that chandelier was brought in on the biggest crate that has ever come from international waters that I was like, ew. And also, ew. The house is so poorly designed. And she's like, that's our chandelier. That's our sconce. I'm like, I just nothing makes me sadder than someone who has no um, design ability is rife with these like design ideas. I mean, am I wrong? I mean, I guess it was just fine. It, it wasn't like a complete fail, but I would think for that kind of money. I don't know. Did you like it? It's a little muted for me. I prefer muted. Yeah, it just felt very like, uh, OK. Yeah, I like the hidden bathrooms. I think that's really fun. I don't personally understand i mean i live in a brooklyn apartment uh, you know every space is utilized uh, yeah. to the nth degree so it's strange to me to have rooms in your home where you're like this is terry's office he's never here but here it is you know like <laughs> that's strange to me seeing her name on her microphone i just kind of felt like oh I don't know. I, I'm being nasty, but I'm like, I've been podcasting for six years. I could like have this like same old mic. There's just something about her that I don't know. I hate to be down on her. Just something rubs me the wrong way. It's okay. It's I just wish she would say one time, if she would just caveat one time, like, like how many rooms do you have? If she'd go, oh God, this is going to make me look so gross, but I guess I'll count. She just, she doesn't have that sense. And you know, I know someone who went to high school with her said she was an absolute demon monster. And I think I've had a hard time shaking that. Um, but I don't know. I just wish there was some self-awareness of her place in the, I don't know, in the world. And see, I think the self-awareness that she has is her place on the show, which is that, you know, they came to her saying, we want you to bring back, you know, the opulence and the, you know, money and the elegance to Orange County. And I think that she was like, all right, let me play this up. Like, so I think that totally. And she did do that. I'm not trying to be. You're right. She absolutely did do that. And I think we needed that. Yeah. And that's exactly what we you're getting. <laughs> we were missing that. We were in casitas. We yeah. were in. Yeah. There's an actress element to her that always will be there where she's just like playing a bit of this character. But the, the fourth wall breaks with her. And when you see her, I mean, I think we all remember that this is low base bullshit scene where she's kind of screaming in the Chinese food restaurant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the real sort of Heather you see. Now, at the end of the episode, I'll give you a little bit mm. of tea. At the end of the episode, it ends with this, um, this uh, of course, rumor coming out that her friend Nicole had allegedly tried to sue Heather over a botched uh, plastic surgery. Or, or excuse me. To sue uh, his Terry, Terry, yeah. Terry, excuse me. Uh, and, you know, in the book, not all diamonds and roses. Now, was that botched on her face? Oh, 
<laughs> I, I believe I'm just one genuinely wondering. I believe it was her breast implants. That's from, okay, from what okay. I've heard. I wasn't trying to be funny. I'm genuinely wondering. Okay. I believe. I mean, allegedly. But uh, she's a beautiful woman. Yeah. She's gorgeous. Yeah. But in, in the book, uh, Not Old Diamonds and Rose, uh, mm. we talk a lot about what actually happened behind the scenes with Heather and production during that Chinese food scene a few seasons ago where she flipped out. Oh, it's so scrumptious. And what I have heard, and I don't know how much we'll see, Casey, but what I have heard is that the reaction that she had behind the scenes when this rumor came out uh, is like 10 times worse than what you saw at that Chinese food store. So I'm (sighs) curious what we're actually going to get on camera. Are we going to see it? Because... Heather's house is based on Terry's profession. Heather's not making that money on Malibu County, et cetera, and on that podcast. Like, again, I'm really, I know I'm coming off really nasty, guys. I'm in a rageful place in my life right now. But I, I, I think to tear down his business, I can see Heather. That is their bread and butter. You don't get 27 bathrooms without his good name, you know, and the work that he does. But here's my question. Heather must know that. They went on a hike together. Was she thinking no one was going to bring it up or did she flat out not know? I don't think she knew at all. I don't think this Nicole. Right. My instinct is that. Nicole, did the producers know, Dave? No, I heard they did not. I heard that <gasps> it was a complete shock to them. This Manna is, from heaven. This is what I heard. Now, my instinct is that all those years ago when Nicole James was had some other last name that I can't remember. Uh, I'm sure what she said to her friends, including Shannon at that time, was I'm going to sue him. But I don't think that she actually ever did. But the the balls on this chick to like then become friends with Heather and then come on the show through Heather is wild. Like that is love it. wild. I know. I love it. I love it. I love wild. it. I'm... I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, I really liked Noella. Is that her name? Yeah. I mean, I don't know how I'll feel when apparently she's giving pornography to a child. But at least right now what we've seen, I see her husband's billboards everywhere, Sweet James, and he has a sweet face. I'm looking forward to seeing him pop up in the mix. And I thought she was very self-deprecating, you know, when she said, like, my mom always told me not to marry an ambulance chaser, but I did. And I I liked her. I liked her, too. And I have to say, I mean, we saw her. You didn't see her, but we saw her last season on The Real Housewives of Orange County. She was a friend of Bronwyn's. So she kind of popped in during. Okay. Okay. You didn't see that, but I'll fill you in. You didn't really miss anything. But, you know, what we love about the housewives so much sometimes is being able to watch a fall from grace. That's always really Mm. fun. And uh, we're getting that. We're horrible people. As you say that, I was like, "Mm -hmm." yeah, I know. (laughs) I know. It's horrible. I know your listeners are like, yeah, I know that's true. But we're going to get that this season with her because we know that she and her husband have a very tumultuous divorce happening right now. And I did not know that. Yeah. So, yeah, we're okay. getting it. It's spoiler alert. We're getting it. That's hard to hear because I, you know, I was just pretty invested in them based on that one conversation. Now, Dr. Jen, mm. Dr. Jen's husband is a goddamn monster. <laughs> no, he is. You can tell right away when he, to say to a white, I'm sorry, to say to a working woman on national television when he's like, I'm going to be out of town for the week. And she said something I can't remember. And he goes, well, you're never here anyway. So you've got your nanny. It's so mean. It was so cruel. She was so taken aback. You could tell she was like blown over by that. For your first out of the gate moment, first of all, are you shirtless? Second of all, with and that body did not deserve to be shirtless. I just thought he was so mean and cruel to say that to a working mom. Obviously, I'm invested in something like that, but it was just really mean. 
Yeah, I don't. The shirtless thing was not charming to me. Uh, yeah, the body's okay. The, the face, okay. the face, not so much. If anything should be wearing something, it should be the face. Like, mm. put like something over the face and keep the torso like sharp. a mask. Maybe. Yeah, a mask. That'd be great. But, but they don't wear them there. No, <laughs> that's right. We're Orange County. No, yeah. unfortunately. But I, uh, yeah, that was a pretty. Of all the things that we've seen house husbands over the years say to housewives. That's uh, up there with one of the worst. I mean, it's not as bad as asking her to uh, get a sister wife, but it's uh, it's pretty bad. <laughs> You're right. It's not as bad as Dewey, but, oh, uh, you know, the last thing is obviously I really felt for Gina and I was like tearing up when she was talking about. I, I thought it was kind of not sweet. Obviously, the circumstance is so terrible. But when she said, at least my kids will see that I stuck up for myself and they will see that their dad took responsibility. I was like, look, she can't change what happened. She can only move forward. And this is the father of her kids. I was kind of like, okay, I, I felt for her. Like, what a terrible, terrible thing to have to go through. But all the same, why do we have Emily and Gina on here? Yeah. Um, I, I, They're just not worthy of the platform. I understand. But now uh, my friend who edits the show said I need to reserve judgment that they're gonna, Gina's going to bring a lot this season. Yeah, I, I understand that a lot of viewers feel that way about them based on previous experiences that they've had in different seasons with them. My understanding is that uh, Gina really, really, really is a driving force this season and uh, has blossomed into her own. And I think she's kind of an incredible housewife. Uh, and same with Emily. I think that she's giving a lot from what I hear this season. So Emily's a friend of Dave. And if you don't see that... I- I, I understand. You don't think she's a great friend of Gina? I think she would be an incredible friend of because I don't think. But you want her in the mix. You want her there. No, no, no. I'm just saying I think she would be a good friend of because I don't think Shane really wants to be a part of it anymore. Right. I mean, as he shouldn't. He's been dragged. Well, he passed the bar finally. Oh, my God. <laughs> On a technicality. But I still love that. To hear that they lowered the score and that's how he passed. And I did love the way Emily was so open and upfront about that. That really made me laugh. Like, I like Emily. I'm just more like, to me, she's just very sweet and innocuous, kind of. Yeah, I would I would say that this season is likely going to feel like a bit of a transition season where yeah. the, the Heather and the Noella, maybe, and the Jen and the people with lots of money are going to start coming in. and those who don't have that are going to maybe start weeding themselves. Well, out. and let me just be clear. That's not why I don't like Emily. I just more think of her as kind of like a sweet mom. I don't know, which just, she doesn't have like the, I don't think she has a mean bone in her body. You know, I don't know. I mean, well, she, I, I don't know. She did. Maybe I'm wrong. She did tell Kelly that I'll kill you. I'll kill you. <laughs> so right, you know, she, right. there's that. But, but ultimately listen, in a, to make a good housewives cast, you need to have somebody who, is that you need to have the, you know, Dolores Catania's and the Robin uh, Dixon's of the world who are just like the Cynthia's, the yeah. Cynthia's who are good people and can kind of ground you. Um, but there's not enough crazy on Orange County to make Emily, I think, uh, balance the cast in the way that she can eventually. So I'm sticking with her until then. OK, I love it. Oh, my gosh. Wow, this has been a lot. And um, we haven't even talked about Ultimate Girls Trip, which oh, I know. I love it. It's, Do you love it? It's so good. It's so good. And I mean, I know next season is going to be incredible too. Up at the Berkshires, 
there's a uh, lot. And now Dorinda has released uh, Berkshire's bourbon. Yes. Which I tried to order. They were basically like, good luck. It's not coming for months. <laughs> well, I'm sure we can um, get you one. I'm sure we can get you a. I hope so. I really, really want one. I mean, I miss Dorinda. God, we need Dorinda now more than ever. But I, you know, Cynthia's had a harder girls trip. Um. But I absolutely love it. I love the weird connections. I think it's so fun. And my friend Blair Beacon, who's been on the podcast, said she's like, it's amazing that they got six episodes out of four hours of footage. (laughs) Six hour long episodes. Like they taped that in five seconds. And yet still we got gold. I know. And it just keeps getting better and better. I I watched this week's episode. I think it's really good. And I love, you know, again, a lot of the things that you see on the show are about the show, right? That's what Carol Roswell says. And you can really see that with Cynthia, who is now no longer part of Atlanta Housewives. And you almost wonder whether, you know, she had already filmed her last season of Atlanta Housewives. You almost wonder whether part of the thing that's happening with her on that trip is that she's aware of the fact that this isn't really going to be her future anymore. And that's the reason why maybe she's kind of frustrated at Kenya and frustrated at, you know, and lashing out at Kyle and things like that. Right. So interesting. That's as my therapist would say, that's probably what's in the marinade. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) You know, right now. I also am just loving to see like the various just relations, like the fact that these women don't know anything about each other really. And they're like, Oh wait, how did that happen? And we all know. It just makes you feel as an audience member that you have kind of a leg up on everyone. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the f- it really does. And how have we not seen Kyle do a split yet? I'm still waiting. I- I'm sure we'll get there. <laughs> Nothing yet. I-, I-, I don't think we'll have to wait that long. Saving it for the finale. Uh, I absolutely love it. Housewives light. <laughs> it's just fun and frivolous. And I love it. I really, really love it. And I'm looking forward to Kyle's Christmas movie. Uh, it's going to be it's going to be great with Betsy Brandt. It'd be great. What a what a smart idea for Kyle. I have Such to- a smart idea. I'm loving Kyle as an actress. She's great. She was wonderful in Halloween Kills. Wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. And she'll be back for the sequel, I think. So I'm excited. Oh, me too. Me too. Me too. Me too. And uh, you know, congratulations to Farah getting engaged. Wonderful. Oh yeah. Do you think um, we'll see wedding planning on next season of Beverly Hills? I'm sure we will. I don't think we will. I think you know we saw. I think where we get Farah's from a real estate perspective. Um. And less of, a, oh my God, speaking of though, I tried to watch Paris in Love. It is the most boring. I mean, look, I'm all for her emancipation. I love this turnaround that we've gotten from her. I really love it, but she's no Kathy. No, and she's just so boring. And, and granted, the, when Kathy comes on, I'm transfixed, but it's really like watching paint dry. Yeah, it's not doing it for me either. I'm really struggling with him. I, I, there was something about him in photos when I first saw him. I was like, oh, he's a handsome guy. And now too, yeah. every picture I look twice at, I'm like, oh, there's something. And now watching him in, on the show, I'm like, oh, there's, there's something about this dude that I'm. Feels like he's trying to be like too much of the good guy. Like it's almost too orchestrated or something. Yeah. I mean, again, Paris was very honest about the act that she put on and, you know, spoke in her real voice and. But now she's kind of back into that act again a little bit. So it's yeah, struggling yeah, yeah, a bit yeah, yeah. with it. I want totally. And I want to watch the wedding, but I'm, an, I'm not going to I'm going to hold off until we get into the wedding. Oh, yeah. I mean, the wedding will be fun to watch. I'm super excited about seeing it all. Although I feel like. I mean, the- Are you watching impeachment? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's unreal. 
It's really it's so fucking good. Sarah Paulson is giving Sarah Paulson is my dream guest on this podcast. Please, you know, flutter with comments. We need her. We need her. And I'm scared to ask. She lovingly DM'd me back when I just wrote her how much I love her in impeachment. But I'm I'm genuinely too scared to ask. But she's a Housewives fan. But her portrayal of Linda Tripp is one of the greatest performances of all time. For real. She's really incredible. I struggled a little bit with Beanie. I think she's so good. But I'm like, you know how we just know uh exactly what monica looks like that i can't kind of break the fact that she doesn't look like that um but i think that they've done a great job of telling that story from a female perspective and annalee ashford oh my god annalee ashford is so good as paula jones give her an emmy it's yes we need emmys we need emmys i mean oh i just love the characters i mean not to go back to sarah paulson as linda tripp but but Linda Tripp character is so hilarious to me. She's someone who's like, I'm being mobbed by paparazzi. I can't get to my front door. And they're like, no one's out there, Linda. Like, it's so good. I absolutely love it. I love it. it. I'm also watching The Shrink Next Door, I just want to tell you. And it's really, it's really, really great. It's, I appreciate it. It's so good. Well, you know, I've got to support people's sexiest man alive and people's most beautiful 40 year old. So, like, it's, there's, you know, Dave. In terms of Paul Rudd being sexiest man alive, you know, behind every sexiest man is uh, a woman who plays his wife on TV who is the most beautiful 40-year-old. Exactly. <laughs> so it felt really good that, you know, to bring him up to my level. <laughs> um, Felt real nice. Oh, my gosh, Dave, we have just simply run out of time. But your book, Not All Diamonds and Rosé, is so chock full of just all the gossip. But I also like you don't get so deep into breaking the fourth wall. You do. And we learn about all the machinations. But in a way that I'm still so enjoying the show, you know, it actually makes me love the show more. Like, there's nothing about it where you're like, oh, I wish I didn't know that. Like, it's perfect. It's absolutely perfect. And to hear from the producers, I mean, they're the ones I've wanted to get my little mitts on this whole time. They're the best. And they seem like just wonderful people and hilarious and the things they have to do. They're heroes for real. I mean, there's a misconception, I think, amongst Housewives fans that producers are manipulating behind the scenes and trying to like set these women up to fail. That just isn't the experience that it is whatsoever. They No, it actually feels they really care about them. They do really care about them and they want them all to be as successful as they can be. There's also a, a, a feeling amongst Housewives fans that Housewives are behind the scenes kind of stirring cauldrons and plotting to take down other women. And the majority of the time, that's really not the case. They're not like... It did feel a bit like Lisa Vanderpump is doing that, but that kind of felt like the exception. Yeah, I mean, the majority of the time... As much as these women would love to be able to control their own narratives and control their own storylines, they don't actually have any ability to do that. Because if they did, no. we wouldn't get half the stuff that we get. So, uh, and, and thank God for Bravo's rule, like, if you film it, we will air it. <laughs> and just keeping it across the board, like, with the exception of bleeping the word surrogate with Adrian, it seems like they are just like, that's it. And... God, to revisit the fight and exactly how it went down between Kyle and Kim in the limo and how cameras had gone down and they were no longer filming. They had no permits to film. So that's why a producer suggested they do it in the limo, not knowing, however, that this would be that it would turn into that. So fascinating. And I I actually had such a love for the producers when the way they handled and went back and discussed the Taylor Armstrong of it all. Mm, that was really, it was really actually intense. like really intense and I felt like their intentions were all in the right place of as how they handled it. And I had such a like renewed love for her and what she was going through. And the fact that she was saying, 
God, it made me want to cry when she said she liked filming because then people were over at the house and she wasn't like alone with her husband who was abusive. It was so. It was dark. I have to say, yeah, I'm such a huge fan of the housewives and I approach this book like I want to answer all of those major fan questions and really service the fans. So to see you, somebody I looked up to and admire so much, uh, sharing passages on your stories and gifting it to friends of yours uh, and just talking about it with such reverence really means a lot to me personally. Um, Oh, my gosh. I couldn't be more happy. It's amazing. Not one, but two flight attendants post came over and said, is it good? I'm getting it. All right. It's coming in the mail. I was like, oh, it's amazing. It's, oh, it's my gosh, Dave Quinn, we, we actually have so much more to discuss. So we have to have you back because there's just too much. Can I ask my last question I had for you? Yeah. Last, last, last one. Did you e- interview Andy throughout or after? Okay. So pretty much after uh, and throughout. I mean, there was multiple conversations that I had with him based on every city. So I would say like, we're going to talk for two hours about Potomac. We're going to talk for two hours about Dallas and things like this. But then what happened is once everything got kind of filled in, I would go back to him to ask follow-up questions about things that I needed to plug in. The big thing that I did is I didn't tell anyone, including Andy, what other people were saying about him. So like, you know, Candace and many other housewives were very vocal about their frustrations towards him. And I didn't really tell him any of that. I just asked him things that I thought would, you know, when a housewife says this, or what were your thoughts about this, and grilled him about things that would fit in. And I didn't tell anybody what other people were saying, because I thought it was really unfair to do that. Um, so yeah, I just kind of let everybody speak honestly and tried to keep it as what it was. Some of them came off better than you would think, some not as well, and then some was like, oh, boy. <laughs> But, you know, I, I really respected that Bravo, uh, because we were going through Andy's imprint and Bravo looked it over too. they didn't cut anything out. They weren't like, no, let's not talk about that. The only thing they removed was the salary information, which everyone told me very openly because they didn't want it to feel, you know, like those are private negotiations. They didn't want to be airing everyone's dirty laundry that yeah, way. Yeah, and I actually don't want to get into all that. Like, that's what I mean. There were some things where you're like, I enjoy this for entertainment. Like, I don't need to know. I, it's like some things that's like, I kind of prefer to think everyone's doing this for free <laughs> in a way. Uh, Dave Quinn, thank you so much. Not all diamonds and rosé. It is out. It's the greatest gift you could gift anyone for the holidays. Um, thank you so much for being here. You're a wonderful guest. Thank you to Daniel Schneider who, who had to step off for work. Big thank you to myself. Um, huge thank you to Caitlin, our editor, to Renee, our producer. Um, and thank you all. I just want to quickly announce uh, we are touring in Boston and New York in February. And we just added a second show at Town Hall in New York, a late night show. Uh, all the information is on our Instagrams. February 17th, we're in Boston. February 19th, Saturday, two shows at Town Hall in New York. We just added a second show. It's going to be wild. Uh, grab tickets. And thank you again to everyone that donated to Baby to Baby. We have raised so much money. We're going to give our final count next week. And I'm taking a crew of you. We're going shopping next week uh, for children. It's going to be so much fun. I just can't thank you all enough. You're so generous. And finally, Dave, I'm sorry you have to hear this, but I heard from a lot of you about my comments regarding Taylor Swift. Um, There was a smattering of you that stood by me, but all I want to say is this. You know, many of you were were explaining, you know, the album and the videos are so much more. They're about her virginity. They're about the record label. And I do want to say just for my own self, I did know those things. 
And I apologize to anyone I offended. However, I, I do feel we could still come together and agree that the videos were a bit cheesy. Ultimately, that's really all I wanted to say. And I apologize for anyone I offended. And if this seems like I'm doubling down, but that, 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 that's really it. I have, I have ultimate and great respect for her, especially for the fact that she's taking back her own catalog, making her money. Go, God bless her. And as an artist, that, 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 that was all, guys. You know, that was all. I hope, hope we're all still friends. I love you all. Thank you.